Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that hasn't crashed a plane today. Mm, today's not over. My name's Greg Tupper. Yet today. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places. Or listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. Miss 305. Miss 915. Miss... 956 Miss That about covers it 469 Stenton mm, Yeah 469 She's a Duchess of the Dork She's Ashley Pickle What's the Lano area code? 325 well, it kind of depends on kind where you're of, at, yeah. but 325 mostly. You kind of get lumped in with the big country big over country. there. But if you go like to Marble Falls, then it's like 830. So mm. we our home phone was 325. Your home phone was 325. Do you mm-hmm. guys still have a home phone? Uh, no, my parents got rid of it like last year or two years last ago. Last year? Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Yes, because we... It was kind of one of those things that was just kind of collecting dust and they just hadn't taken care of finally just cutting it off. Like, they never picked it up, but... You remember your home phone number? Mm-hmm. I think, do you remember all your home phone numbers? I guess you only, I only you had, had one. one. I remember there was one... Um, <laughs> there was one in uh, our... When we lived in Atlanta for a spell... Our phone number was really good. It was four four two five six six six. Oh goodness! Yeah, I like, have. And a, as a kid, that was like, oh man, that's easy. Like I remember that. Yeah, you know, I had. Uh, I have a friend that currently has the last four digits one six six six, and it's always like, um, ah. <laughs> scary. how many? How many phone numbers do you have memorized? Right mm, now? Probably. I don't have yours. No. I would I know say yours, I, probably you know, like I five know, to ten. I know your area code only because whenever I book coaches for the show, I tell them you're going to get a phone call from this number. Yeah. From a from this area code number. Yeah, I would say probably about five or ten. I know my wife's. I think I know my mom's. Which that about covers it at that point. Yeah, I don't think I need yeah. any more. <laughs> Today is. Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. It's 191 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to former Ranger great and former Rangers pitching coach Doug Brokale, who turns 57 yep. today. 56 today. Episode 1900. No, 1591, I should say. 92. 92. Just all sorts of wrong. <laughs> On today's show, folks, 
It's Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We're going to take a look. We're going to reevaluate the 2018 recruiting class. Five years ago, God. we're going to go back <laughs> and take a look at the recruiting class from five years ago <sighs> and see how it all panned out. The fact that that's five years ago is insane. Five years ago uh, was the Jimbo Fisher cover. I was in, I was still in college, so that at least makes me feel okay. David Ubbin was working for us for a brief glorious moment. I was a I was a junior in college at that point, sophomore then going into junior. I was a much younger man. I wasn't a dad Oops. yet. Holy cow! Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so we'll have Tuesday coming up here in just a minute. In the back half of the show, Matt Step caught up with Kilgore head coach Clint Fuller. So we will hear from him coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Andrew Christensen, Tony Blaylock, and Coach Terry Crawford. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. It is Tuesday. Correct. It is the off season, mm-hmm. And here on this program... We observe Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. It's Math Tuesday here on Texas Football Today, where we take a look inside the numbers, dive inside the numbers. What I love most about that video, besides everything, is there's one woman who's like jumping up and down like, yeah! Well, and uh, shout out to our boy out in California, but we just got stock footage of houses blowing up instead of actually going up and blowing up a house, unlike exploding a plane. So it, oh, it yeah. exists, That's you know, exactly right. stock yeah. footage. Yeah, it's from it's some great. show. I think it was like a, one of those extreme makeover shows. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's Math Tuesday. One of the things we do in the 2023 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football is a piece by... Longtime managing editor and longtime contributor David Barron down there at the Houston Chronicle. He's been doing this for years, where it's a five-year recruiting review, where five years after a class was signed, he goes back and takes a look at how that class panned out and how maybe our perceptions were wrong, uh, how our uh, how close we were to the on the evaluation side. And he actually, I, I, I hope you'll when you pick up the magazine, you will go and, and read the whole thing. It's very interesting, but he has a whole formula. It's a whole formula for grading these that's not just how many games you won, but it's how many players got drafted. It's how many academic All-Americans you had. Things like that. Conference championships. It's a big formula uh, that he puts together uh, where he re-ranks the classes. It's a really interesting piece, and I always enjoy whenever it comes in. It came in about uh, it came in after the NFL draft because we had to wait for the draft to go by. Mm-hmm. And so this is an opportunity, I think, to take a look at the recruiting classes from 2018 which was five years ago five years ago and how those recruiting classes really panned out now if you remember and maybe you do maybe you don't but the the way that those recruiting classes really broke down was that um the let's see let me see if i can find this uh the top recruiting class belonged to i want to say texas a&m let me see. Uh, the 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 or no, it belonged to Texas. I should say, it belonged to Texas. Um, the next best belonged to Texas A and M, um, and this was a. These were two. Um, these were the. These were. Um, oh wait, no. Who had who had the number one? Mm-hmm. Uh, the number. Oh, uh, actually, it was. Uh, it, I'm sorry. It was Texas, followed by TC, followed by A and M, followed by TCU. 
Okay. Texas, Texas A&M, TCU. TCU. Those were the top three recruiting classes. Okay. And now there were obviously there, I believe there's been coaching changes at all 12 of the FBS teams since then. For example, Tom Herman signed the Texas class. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was, um, uh, it was Matt Rule who signed the, the, the Baylor class. Sonny Dykes signed the, uh, the the SMU class. Gary Patterson signed the TCU class. Seth Luttrell signed the North Texas class. Major Applewhite signed the Houston class. Cool. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Frank Wilson signed the UTSA class. Jimbo Fisher did sign the the, uh, the A&M class. So he this, that, that was his first uh, that was his first class. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury signed the the Texas Tech class. That's two coaches ago. Um, uh, Mike Bloomgren did sign the Rice class. He was there. Uh, Dana Dimmel, I'm sorry, he was there as well at, at Texas Tech. Everett Withers, Dana so they were on their third UTEP. coach. Everett Withers was signed the class at Texas State, uh, and 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 so on. But when you take a look at these, it's really interesting to break down how these went, how these classes particularly kind of broke down. You got some classes that underachieved. Some classes that overachieved and others that kind of stayed about the same. So so what I want to start with, and I think I, I numbered these. Did I number these? Yes. Okay. The first one I want to take a look at is starting seasons. So what we did took the number of high school signees that each FBS team had in the class of 2018 and then the number of seasons that those players started, okay, that they were starting members of the starting lineup for those teams. And then we come up with the average. So, for example, Baylor, 21 signees from the high school ranks, 25 starting seasons, 1.2 starting seasons per signee. So the number one team on this list, believe it or not, the team that got the most starting seasons out of their players, the North Texas Mean Green. How about that? 2.1 starting seasons per Per signee. Now they only signed thirteen, but they got twenty-seven starting seasons. Starting seasons out of them. Same goes for SMU. SMU had a great class in that regard. They got two starting seasons for every signee that they had. Now, obviously, if you have one guy who starts three seasons and another guy who starts well, starts one, that averages out to two. But still, uh, next up on that list was Texas, one and a half. UTEP, TCU, UTSA, all kind of hovering around one and a half. Baylor, Texas Tech, uh, and Houston at one at uh, one point two. Rice at one got about one season starting season out of each of them. And then you have the two programs or the two classes that I would say disappointed here. One of them was Texas State. They signed 24 high school kids. They only got 19 starting seasons out of them. And then there's Texas A&M, which signed 21 players. Remember, they are the second-rated uh, second rated, um, uh, recruiting class. They got just a little more than half a starting season out of each of their 21 signees. It just didn't work out for them. Mm-mm. There are reasons why that we'll get into in a moment, but I do think that that's really interesting that they just plain and simple did not get the bang for their buck. So then that's that's one way. That's kind of what kind of value you got for them on the on the field. What about putting them into the NFL? Which teams did the best job of taking their class of 2018 and getting them drafted by in the NFL? And maybe this is a surprise, maybe it's not. But the winner here is Texas. Texas uh, put uh, 22% of their signees into the NFL draft. Six of their 27 got, got drafted. TCU's next, 15% of them, with three out of their 20. Then Baylor, 143 Then Houston, 
Then Texas A&M, two out of their 21. SMU, Texas Tech, and UTSA each had one with kind of varying degrees, around 6 to 7% of their signing class. And then there were four teams that did not get a, dra- a draftee out of their 2018 class, North Texas, Rice, Texas State, and UTEP. I don't know if that's necessarily a huge surprise, uh, but in the end, Texas did the best job of, of, of recruiting draft players that would end up to go on to be drafted, mm-hmm. followed by TCU and Baylor would be the top three. But... This is the one that I wanted to get to because this to me is the one that tells you about how the game has changed in the recruiting world during the course of this of the lifespan of this 2018 class since they've been on campus. Let's talk about transfers. Let's talk about which teams lost the most and the least to transfers. So the team that held on to the largest number of their of their playmate of their signees was UTSA. Uh, they signed 13, they signed 17 high school signees and only three of them transferred. That's pretty good. Only yeah. 18%. Rice also kind of not surprisingly held on to 27 or uh, only had 27% of their signees uh, um, uh, transfer. Baylor's next at about a third of them. Uh, same with SMU, about a third of their players. North Texas, a little under 40%. Texas State under around 41%. Then you get into teams that had more than half of their 2018 class transfer. Texas Tech had 52 and um, almost 53% of their signing class that transferred. I don't know if that's necessarily a huge surprise considering they had three coaches in that span. Yeah. Right? So if you, let's just say you got, you got signed by Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Matt Wells comes in. You might be like, I don't want to play for Matt Wells. Mm-hmm. Matt Wells gets fired. Even if you hang on with Matt Wells, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to play for Joey McGuire. Right. You know what I mean? There's opportunities. There's exit ramps there. TCU may be a little bit of the same. Sonny Dykes comes in. They lose 55% of their class. Same with Houston. Uh, they had Major Applewhite, then on to, uh, and then eventually uh, they brought in, after Major Applewhite, it was uh, Dana Holgerson as a coach now. 55%. They had a coaching change. Texas had a, a couple had a coaching change. 55.6% of their class transferred. UTEP didn't. But I also wonder if that is pro, uh, uh, a, a part of that is that they did have kind of success under, under them. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, when you're a G5 program like that, you get plucked. We know that there have been a number of guys who got, who, got, who got transferred to other places because they just got other opportunities to play at bigger programs. But the outlier here, the outlier here is A&M. Mm-hmm. They had the same coach, Jimbo Fisher, still there. They signed 21 high school players. Two-thirds of them transferred. 14. Of the the 21 signees they had, only seven finished their career at A&M. Only seven. Yeah, it's it's really odd to look at it because, like we mentioned, obviously, like UTSA and North Texas and Rice, when those players that are drafted there, I think that we can start to talk about the difference between Power 5 and G5. Mm-hmm. Those players are excited for the opportunity to get to go play there, you know, and then you show it shows that UTEP, yeah, when you have success, people pluck you. On the opposite side of this, this to me seems like the real hitter for high school players that are drafted by these huge Power 5 universities of saying, okay, hey, I'm not going to get any playing time here. I thought maybe I could redshirt my freshman year and then go do something. So they decide to transfer over to a UTSA where the retention rate is a lot higher. Right. So so look, I, don't want, I hope you'll pick up the 2023 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. I will tell you that based on David Barron's formula, which again, takes into account a lot of these factors plus more, 
Texas did end up with the number one class, followed by Baylor, which had a really nice, uh, which ended up having a number of like a couple of All Americans, like Connor Galvin, etc. Then it was SMU mm-hmm. was third, TCU was fourth, North Texas was fifth, Houston was sixth, UTSA was seventh. It's eighth before you get to A and M. Yeah. which was the number two class coming out when it got signed. Um, it doesn't surprise me about SMU being so high because you'll remember, obviously, they brought in then Shane Bouchelle and then that 2019 season was when things really started to take a turn for them. So the the thing about them that, that ended up getting, that ended up helping with them was uh, Jalen Thomas, who was a five-year starter for them in the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Reggie, Ro- uh, well, Reggie Robeson comes to the transfer, but they had six guys who were on their 2022 roster from that class. Yep. I mean, think about that. Five years later, they had six guys still on that class out of four, out of 14 high school guys. Mm-hmm. Um it was it was it was a good class there for Sonny Dykes uh, there at, at at SMU uh, and Rhett Lashley's done a great job with them as well. Anyway, that's a look at the five year recruiting review that we're going to have in the 2023 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which we hope you will go to TexasFootball.com/slash/subscribe to get your copy mailed to you early. That is Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. As I mentioned, hope you'll go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Three magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content, and a year's worth of streaming on TexanLive.com, all for less than 50 bucks for the year. It's steel. It's a crime. Go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe uh, for, uh, what's a holiday coming up? Uh, Memorial Day. Yeah. That seems that seems in poor taste. Um, uh, Father's Day is Father's approaching in corner. June. So honestly, if Get you want to have if you want to have your magazine on the cusp of being delivered yeah. around Father's Day, mm-hmm. you need to subscribe now or else it's not going to happen. Yes. So. Uh, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Come to Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Now, a word from our friends. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, it's seven on seven season, which may as well be step season. Correct. He was out in Kilgore this weekend at the Kilgore State Qualifying Tournament for State 7 on 7. Uh, there, he caught up with the man who uh, kind of runs that barn. Clint Fuller, head coach of the Kilgore Bulldogs. Here's Matt Steps' conversation with Clint Fuller of Kilgore here on Texas Football Today. 
Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas football here at the Kilgore 7-on-7 Seven Seven State Qualifying Tournament. We are here with the head coach of the Kilgore Bulldogs, Coach Clint Fuller. Uh, coach, uh, appreciate you having us out this morning and uh, appreciate your time. Yes, sir. We're excited to be hosting our first state qualifier here in Kilgore. It's going to be a big tournament, lots of good programs, and uh, should be a fun day. You know, let's talk about 7-on-7 seven seven first. I mean, it's got to be nice to be able to host a 7-on-7 seven seven qualifier. You guys just started playing in qualifying tournaments last year, and you did well in your, your first year playing qualifiers. Uh, when you're watching your kids play 7-on-7, seven seven, obviously you're competitive. You want to win. I mean, once, once the Kilgore Bulldogs strap it up, and it doesn't matter if it's checkers or chess or 7-on-7 seven seven or, or, or football in the, you know, in the pad, with the pads on, you want your guys to do well. So what are you looking to see out of your kids today? Well, for us, you know, we, we use it as a tool to, to get ourselves ready to play in the fall. Um, you know, offensively, we got a new quarterback this year. And so developing chemistry with our receivers, we got a bunch of receivers back and some good young receivers. So just really developing a rhythm and chemistry uh, offensively. And then defensively, we return a lot at linebacker and defensive back. So look, looking for those guys to play tight defense and go out and compete and make plays. You know, last year, you guys, uh, you know, 10-4 record, made it to the regional finals. Uh, this district, 9-4A Division one is a brutal one in East Texas. Week in and week out, it's a grind. Um, and the success has shown in the playoffs. When, when when you look at your district schedule and look at your district opponents, I mean, do you feel like for, for your money, it's the toughest district in the state in Class 4A? Absolutely. I mean, I think you can see the success um, from all the schools in our district and in playoffs. Our, our district our district uh, sets us up. You know, it's a, it's week in and week out. Um, anybody can beat anybody. And so, you know, whoever makes it out of our district is, is ready to play in, in the playoffs and, and make a run. So um, every week you got to be ready to go. And it, would you feel like you know some team you know teams that finish sixth and seventh in your district? If you put them in other districts, they could probably challenge for playoff spots. Absolutely. Um, you know, every week there there's Division One football players on the field. Um, you look at some of the teams that have finished lower are still really good teams, and they go into other districts um, and, and, and compete could compete for a playoff spot. And you know, this year um, coming up, you know, any team that you know finished out of the playoff could very well be in the playoffs this year just because of the talent and, and the coaches. There's great coaches in our district and uh, like I said you got to be ready to strap it up every week you know you guys here in Kilgore have made some nice facility upgrades we got brand new turf on the field uh, you know down here on the stadium you got new, lo new locker rooms are recently redone um, how proud of you are, are you to have these kind of facilities and your kids to have these kind of facilities and how grateful are you that the the community of Kilgore has made their the investment in the student athletes here oh it's it's fantastic our kids are, are fired up for for the changes that we made at, at, at RE St. John. Um, we're building a new high school. You know, our community loves football, loves loves our um, our, our students um, from, from high school all the way down to the elementary levels. And um, so just really proud of our community making a commitment to our school district. Our administration has done a great job. Our superintendent, um, Coach Wood, our athletic director, they've done a fantastic job of, of updating our facility for our kids so they can have a great experience. All right. Now, you mentioned earlier you're breaking in a new quarterback. You got some new faces. Uh, when Bulldog fans see you guys take the field in week one, what's the personality of your ball club going to be, and what are, what are some things that, that – what, what kind of ball club do you expect to field next year? Um, even though we got some new faces, you know, the, the tradition and, and the things that we pride ourselves on are, aren't going to change. We're going to be disciplined. We're going to play physical football. We're going to play hard. Um, and, and we're going to go make plays on both sides of the ball. So even though there's new faces, the, the, the for, formula for our success will not change. Coach, appreciate your time. I enjoy watching your kids compete today, and uh, we appreciate what you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas. Thank you, sir. Thanks for coming out. There he is, Clint Fuller, head coach.
of those Kilgore Bulldogs. Big Red out there in East Texas. We appreciate him having Matt Step out there for their state 7-on-7 qualifying tournament. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, just want to remind everybody, softball and baseball playoffs are going on right now. So if you're looking for just live sports to kind of fill the void, we have those on uh, TexanLive.com. Um, so we should have some really good baseball games and softball games this weekend. So make sure out. to go tune in to those. Go check that out or you're going to be in big trouble. People always ask, like, why don't you cover baseball? It's like, well, we do. It's just with Texan Live. Yeah. So go uh, go watch those. They're a lot of fun. Go check that out, TexanLive.com. That's going to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Clint Fuller of Kilgore for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Texas Football Today.